If you've ever watched the movie Black Panther, you'll know that right towards the end, there's a scene that I believe will go down as one of the most epic movie scenes of all times. It's in the final battle scene and the character Okoye, who's a general in the Wakandan army, sees her husband and he's riding a war rhino. Now he's gone a bit rogue and he's charging on this rhino towards Mbaku, who's one of the good guys and his plan is to end him, like seriously end him. And as this rhino is racing full force towards its target, out of nowhere, Okoye just casually steps in front of it and stops this massive charging rhino dead in its tracks. Classic, classic scene. I thought of this scene a few times this past week because there's something happening in South Africa that's been causing a lot of us to stop in our tracks. Welcome to Hungry Women at Work. And thank you for joining me, Navelia Malloy, on the podcast for the woman who wants to thrive at work without losing her soul. Now, if you've been in South Africa over the past few weeks, you know that we've been stopped in our tracks by a national power crisis. The dreaded L word has been besetting us, load shedding or rolling blackouts, some people would say. Now, to say that load shedding has been a source of national frustration is actually a bit of an understatement, especially given that one day we were seemingly fine, just going about our business, living our lives and racing our rhinos as we do down here in Africa. (laughs) Jokes. When out of nowhere, kaboom, someone turned off the lights. Now, many of us are annoyed by the power outages because we feel that the carpet's been pulled from right under us. And we paid good money for that carpet, girl. So that got me thinking about curveballs, this phenomenon of living a life interrupted. Because if we're honest, that's the soundtrack to most of our lives, living from one so-called interruption to the next and probably the next. So today we're talking about responding to the curveballs of life, whatever they may be. It's a slightly different episode in that I don't have one featured guest as usual, but I've asked a few of our listeners to share their thoughts with us, and we'll hear from them a bit later. Now life throws us curveballs all the time. Sometimes the curveball is self-inflicted or could have been avoided, like the story of my passport. Uh, Are you sitting down for this one? (laughs) You might even need some popcorn. Well, there we were in the spring of 2014. My husband and I set to embark on our first overseas trip together. We were heading to the USA, to Texas, Washington, and New York City, baby, to be specific. Um, I know it's very extravagant, right? Um, But just remember the exchange rate was a lot kinder back then. I was also five months pregnant at the time, and we decided this would be our baby moon, as they call it, our last big splurge just on ourselves before the thousands of nappies and decades of school fees were going to hit us in the face. So everything was set, tickets booked, hubby's 10-year visa received, and our bags near packed. Then the phone call came. And it was like Okoye standing in front of us, disguised as our flight center agent. Um, Nevilia, 
uh, we have a little problem. It appears your passport has expired. Say what? My passport expired. I mean, how does a passport even expire? Isn't it like an ID document that you can just keep forever? Stage one, denial. Check passport with my own eyes. Sure enough, expired one year ago. Stage two, self-talk. Keep calm. Don't panic. I'm sure we can reapply and get an emergency passport within the next six days as our departure is now one week away. Stage three, action plan. First thing next morning, I'm at home affairs, praying up a storm as I wait in the line and giving the agent who helps me the biggest plea as to why I desperately need that emergency passport. She looks at me with such sadness and um, empathy in her eyes as she says, Aski Sisi, but we no longer do emergency passports. You'll just have to hope and wait for the best. Stage four, faith declaration. Some will call this the power of positive thinking. It's going to come through. It's got to come through. I'm a woman of great faith. I serve a God of miracles. It's got to come through. Stage five, disappointment and devastation. It's flight day. The passport has not arrived. We have to delay our flights by a few days and hope for the best. Our hearts are broken. I am kicking myself to the moon and back for my stupidity. Stage six, resolution. After two days of moping, we decide to pick ourselves up and make the most of our now staycation, visiting restaurants we'd never been to before, doing things we hadn't found time to do before, like binge-watching on series for the whole day, and then just deciding to be grateful for the things that we had, like time to rest with no agenda. Stage 7. B for Breakthrough. Passport arrives one day later and we are on the first available flight out of here, off to the most memorable holiday we could have hoped for, although it was a little bit cut short. Now, I wish I could tell you that it didn't cost us anything extra or that we were upgraded to business class for our troubles, but not all curveballs have a happy ending or get resolved the way that we'd hoped. But we realize that when life gets interrupted, our attitude and how we choose to respond are really the only things we actually have power over. Now, curveballs that we are warned of beforehand, like scheduled load shedding, can often present us with an opportunity to get creative or to become more organized. I asked some of our listeners how they've tapped into their inner creativity in times of load shedding. A huge thank you to Cassandra, Stacy Lee, Aretha, Galen and Zama Bongo for your responses. Here's what they had to say. So our top tips for load shedding, probably number one on the list is to get some sort of app. So I have the Cape Town Load Shedding app, which I use quite frequently. The second thing that we've done or what we swear by is a Stanley flask. This is brilliant because it keeps your water warm for quite a long period of time i think up to eight hours and then the last thing which is a bit of a splurge but something we recently bought because 
the load shedding was interfering with our alarm system and interfering with you know being able to work from home we bought a ups which is a um, uninterrupted power supply which we can plug in so it is a little bit more expensive but it does help you doesn't mean that when you're working on the wi-fi um, when it load sheds that you suddenly get slow service make sure you know where your candles and matches are easily accessible use battery operated torches or solar power torches um, make sure your cell phones charged power banks are charged uh, then also try and cook in advance uh, make a couple of meals when the power is on and then when you know you're going to be load shedded you can just reheat on a gas stove or a gel stove blessing in disguise actually i've found time to spend with my kids we play games we get creative arts and crafts painting playing outside hopscotch hide and seek and at night we have had fun nights dancing listening to soulful music discovering what the kids like when that load shedding time hits, my son is now into creating cartoons. Um, he is an avid reader of Captain Underpants. So we've had new um, series of Captain Underpants and we have uh, the great Thomas and he has redone the the marvel superheroes i think next he's going to try and go through all the comic um genres and create his own comic uh, my daughter who is three years old is learning to read and write by force because there's nothing else to do during load shedding except to be part of older brother's school so that's what that's what has been happening and we as parents have found ourselves so involved in that my library has been dusted off so there's a lot of reading that's happening we're not going to try and get a generator and get the lights on or things like that it's just been great family reconnecting time for us in terms of load shedding um, career-wise, I plan around the load shedding schedule. If I know there will be load shedding in the morning, I try to leave earlier or later to avoid the traffic. I've also started categorizing my work in what I can do remotely and what can only be done from the office. When it comes to running things smoothly at home, laundry has been an issue for me. So I keep the washing machine loaded. The minute the electricity comes back on, I switch on the machine knowing that I have at least another four hours before the power would go off again. Now that's the kind of innovation I think that a curveball like load shedding can bring out in us. It gets us to reconnect with family, to get off the couch and go play outside. It gets us to find ways to plan ahead. Load shedding has actually helped me to prepare my work day smarter. I found that when the power goes out at night, the last thing I want to do is work on a laptop in a dark room. So it's forced me to use my daytime hours more efficiently. And who would have thought that when you go to bed earlier, you actually wake up earlier and then you can start your work day one hour earlier. Hmm, who would have thought? So that's the anticipated curveball. But what about the 
cold smack in the face curveball. The one that comes from so far left field that there was no way to see it coming. What about being told that you've got an illness that will wreak havoc with your metabolism and your hormones? And that you'll have to go on immediate medication for an indefinite amount of time. And all of this three months before your wedding day. Oh, and while you're on those meds, you're not allowed to try and fall pregnant, as it may cost you your pregnancy. So that's exactly what happened to me leading up to what was meant to be the happiest day and the most exciting season of my life. And as if planning a wedding isn't stressful enough, I now had hormonal chaos and depleting energy to contend with. I mean, I would get winded and out of breath from just making the bed. So that's the kind of cold smack in the face curveball I'm talking about. What do you do when life gets interrupted in a way that really touches you personally? When you fail that exam that you studied for? When you don't get the promotion you were promised? When a loved one gets ill or passes away suddenly? When you're struggling to conceive? Or when you're faced with a marriage on the verge of collapse? What do you do then? This is what our listeners had to say about those kind of curveballs. It sound really corny and really cliche. But it's just to stay positive, try and look on the bright side, try and see the silver lining. Um, and then even if you can't see the silver lining, hope for the silver lining. Um, just know that this too shall pass. And, and when it passes, you would have learned something. You would have gotten stronger. You will be able to help someone else because you've been through it. When life throws me a curveball, a lot of what I do is based on my faith. So I look to God because I believe that He is in control. I also speak to one or two close friends about it, especially ones that have gone through a similar experience. In terms of my attitude, I try to stay positive and remain hopeful. And the minute I feel a bit overwhelmed, I actively look for material that will be encouraging, whether it is listening to a sermon, listening to worship, reading the Word of God, or I simply just share my heart with a friend, and I find that really helps me. Facing the curveball head on makes the transition easier and you might just learn something new about yourself along the way. So I've learned to accept what life throws at me, to keep an open mind, to kill it with kindness and with humor. The worst thing one can do is to curl up in a ball. Get out there and embrace it. And I guess just also realizing that life is a bit of an ebb and flow um, and that things there are things that are within your control and there are things that are outside of your control and recognizing that the things that are outside of your control you know praying that prayer of St. Francis of Assisi Lord help me to change the things that I I can and accept the things that I can't I think that gives you immense peace if you just recognize that there are certain things that that can't be controlled. A big thing for me is my faith. I always believe that God puts me where I'm supposed to be, where I'm meant to be. And it's not a curveball. It's 
a direction I'm supposed to take on my way I am supposed to be a blessing to someone there is someone that needs me at that exact place yes it's frustrating yes I just wanna say I uh-uh, no, maybe I don't wanna go that way but for me I am I'm accepting of every curveball currently I'm trying to renovate our house and yesterday the builder basically told me we cannot do this we have to bring down your whole ceiling and I have to think where are we supposed to sleep if you're bringing down my whole ceiling like literally the whole roof of the house has to go I just wanted that one little change and suddenly I'm actually thinking oh wow we've need been needing a holiday this family's been needing to go away for a little while so maybe that's what we're supposed to be planning maybe this is what God is wanting for us so yeah literally make lemonade out of the lemons even though I'm allergic to all citrus I absolutely love that. Making lemonade out of lemons when you're allergic to citrus. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your thoughts with us. I can really resonate with so much of what you've shared. When I received that diagnosis nine years ago, I wanted to lock myself in a room and hide the key as far away as possible. But holding on to my faith, taking time out to listen and reflect, Surrounding myself with people who truly cared. Staying hopeful despite the odds. And then just getting on with life were exactly what got me through. And I am pleased to tell you that, unlike the passport project, this one had a happier ending. After a year on the meds, I was fully healed. Hallelujah. And a few years later, we welcomed our little miracle into the world. And I counted my blessings with as much determination while I was on those meds and going through the junk stuff as I do now that the life interruption is behind me. How about you? Have you been thrown a curveball recently? How has that gone down for you and how have you responded? Talk to us on WhatsApp on plus two seven six zero nine two one. 6977 or give us a shout out on Instagram at Hungry Woman at Work. So that's it for today's episode, which was brought to you by Audio Dacious, your audio content solutions partner. Give your brand a voice with Audio Dacious for podcasting, IVR, and audio content solutions. Check us out at audiodacious.com. To listen to more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Player FM, Iono FM, and SoundCloud. Until next time, keep watching out for those curveballs and keep thriving without losing your soul.